Hey, what a welcome everyone. What's up? Hey, hey. what's up? To the four black squares. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise known as the Unpresentable Parts Podcast. Yes, sir. I want to welcome everyone. Uh, this is new for all of us. Uh, so not only are we doing a podcast, but there's also a video option on Facebook and uh, YouTube. And so we're on all your uh, podcast platforms, Spotify, Amazon Music, iTunes, or Apple. What is it? What's the Apple one? Something with uh, Apple. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Apple Podcast. <laughs> Apple Podcast. <laughs> Apple Podcast. All right, we don't got to get the name right. We ain't getting paid. Any case, uh, my name's Tim Blake. Uh, we are your four hosts for this particular podcast. That is my beautiful wife, Samantha Neptune, the only one on the planet. If you Google her, you'll <laughs> you'll find out. Uh, that is Jasmine Cherry, the lovely uh, Compton Cherry. Hey. Actually, she was Compton White. She was Compton White. Now she's Providence Cherry. <laughs> <laughs> and all Cherry. the way... Sherry, that's right, Sherry. All the way from the DRC. Yep, we out here. Hey. Titus Walelo. We out here, we out here. Monsieur Lingala, the multilinguist. Yep. Amen. Uh, we are the Unpresentable Parts Podcast. Uh, we'll do all our individual introductions here in a minute. But the point of this podcast is based out of 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 24. Uh, the mm -hmm. Apostle Paul is speaking to the church. He says, uh, you know, in, in speaking about the church, he says, you know, there are parts of the body uh, that are less presentable that we treat with special modesty. And the point and purpose of our podcast, one, there aren't enough podcasts out there. There just aren't. <laughs> <laughs> just... <laughs> there aren't enough. It's not enough. That is hilarious. Not enough voices. And so, uh, but the point and purpose is to be able to talk about challenging topics and make them presentable. Uh, we want to make the unpresentable presentable. And so he says we treat them with special modesty, and that means there's special care. And there's a lot of conversations that we would like to have in the church that are very difficult. Now, I know there are many different people from backgrounds, and they're having tough conversations, right? a little bit different within our tribe, as Titus calls us, and our fellowship of the Church of Christ, is a many Black people. And uh, as we'll talk about, all Black ain't Black. And so we're going to talk <laughs> a little bit about that in our backgrounds. All Black ain't the same. All Black ain't <laughs> the same. And so uh, we'll share a little bit. But before we get in, I want to uh, give opportunity for uh, Sam and Jasmine and Titus to introduce themselves, their backgrounds and faith and all that, and we can go from there. Okay, who's going first? Neptune. <laughs> okay, well, I'm Sam, and I, uh, my background, I am from the West Indies originally, so uh, from the island of St. Lucia. I really started searching for God in college and uh, became a Christian then. And so I come into this space just with uh, um, being West Indian, being Black in America, being in the ministry. So it's just, it's a very, so much. There's so, so many different facets to 
the person I have been, the worlds I have lived in and how they've merged. So I'm, I'm really excited about being able to do a podcast and talking through those things and talking through those experiences and connecting with you guys. Awesome. Um, I'm Titus and I am down here in uh, Clearwater, Florida and um, the great state of Florida. Yeah, I'll come down. Don't come down and visit, actually, because <laughs> um, okay. it is too crowded. But um, yeah, so for me, kind of similar to Sam, I was, as Tim mentioned at the beginning, I was born in the Democratic Republic of Congo, DRC, Kinshasa to be exact, um, and came to the States when I was 11, uh, you know, was met in college and became a Christian at, at the age of 20. And um, my life has been one huge adventure. And one of the things that I find interesting about this is that we get to have conversations about uh, these different topics and this diverse background that I also had similar to Sam um, is that, you know, I, I grew up, I still speak Lingala with my parents. Um, I, I grew up in a home where we spoke Lingala is very African, Congolese specifically. And, you know, on the out, but when I went outside, I'm viewed as, you know, black American um, and I interacted with black Americans. And uh, recently I was actually telling my students that I stopped playing soccer when I came to this country because none of my friends in my neighborhood played soccer. It was basketball. Um, and so, you know, just just having a space where we can share these these stories with each other, these experiences and how. Um, they, they, they have shaped and formed who we are. Um, they've shaped and formed who I am, uh, my background, my story. And uh, I know that we all have our own unique stories that we're bringing to the table and we get to, uh, just have these discussions and bring glory to God through them. Yeah. Amen. So, Hey everyone, I'm Jasmine Cherry and I am from Long Beach, California. LBC. And I miss the weather. <laughs> yes, I do. This New England ain't it, but amen. The Lord has us here. <laughs> and um, I dedicated my life to God at 19. And God has just been showing me himself throughout that time and throughout me seeking and through all the ups and downs, but finally was able to understand the scriptures, to follow them. And it has been a wild ride, like everyone has said ever since. And a lot of my experiences with church and specifically black churches and some um, predominantly white churches too. my experiences from growing up with them. And then our fellowship, our group of churches too. I'm very excited to share my perspectives to, to chat about things that, you know, aren't really talked about as much from the pulpit or that different folks might talk about outside of church. But I'm so excited to bring all these things to the forefront and that we can glorify God, that we try to find some solutions and find things to help us continue our journeys with God and not let certain things stop us. Um, and I'm here to have some laughs along the way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Good. we we need laugh. At Tim's expense, <laughs> right? That's what we're doing. Uh, yes, at his expense, please. Oh, <laughs> we'll talk about it. We'll, we'll get to it. Uh, my name is Tim Blake. I introduced myself um, earlier. So I became a Christian at 19 years old. And we're going to each share a little bit about kind of our, our journeys. But I became a Christian at 19 years old in our fellowship in San Diego. And not growing up, going to church much. It was very, uh, it was an interesting turn. I mean, basically, I went from suicidal 
to, you know, praying and even how I got to praying was, I'm a big Prince fan and Prince helped me start praying, uh, which is another story for another day. Uh, R.I.P. <laughs> R.I.P. Mr. Nelson. R.I.P. Um, but so I became a Christian in San Diego in 19 and it was the best thing ever. I mean, it, the purpose, uh, you know, I never led anything in my life and then kind of experiencing the calling and God using and transforming me uh, for now almost 35 years and all the journeys, all the stuff in and out. Like I walked away from God a couple for a couple years in that space. Um, and there were some things that I didn't understand. And we'll talk about on this pod. We're going to talk a, bit, a little bit about depression. I've been in paid ministry in our fellowship for 17 years here. A uh, time in LA, my wife was in Boston in paid ministry uh, and in Los Angeles with me. Um, and so we'll talk a little bit about that experience of being in paid ministry, coming out, coming back in. Um, and so we'll talk a little bit about some of the specifics that go with that. Mental health, we'll talk about that along the way. Uh, we've got a whole series entitled Views from the Valley that we'll get into in the future. But this is interesting. Sam and I have been married now. Coming up, April will be 23 years. Uh, wow. the, longest, the longest relationship I ever had before that was, uh, I always said three months, but probably four months. And so <laughs> Sam, Sam made the cut. She made the cut. Right. <laughs> uh, we've got two she sons. Kept you around. She kept me around. Trust me. Listen, since we're talking about unpresentable parts, there's some marriage people don't like to talk about. In our first year of marriage, we were kind of like roommates that worked with in the benefits. industry. Yeah, with many benefits. Uh, <laughs> and, <laughs> but after that first year, Sam was fed up. She was ready to get up out of there. Uh, yeah. We may have both prayed separately. That, that each other dies. <laughs> you know, maybe not that directly, but that God you could go ahead and take her. Like, I'm good. Like, I experienced this marriage thing. You could take her. I'm good with that. And she prayed the same thing about me. I did. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. God's like, I'm perfect for each other. Listen, God's sitting there like, come on, you fools. Uh, but marriage, uh, anyway, it was interesting. But I wanted to ask really quickly, uh, and I'll share, really, I'll share on the first part. I don't really know what our expectation is or my expectation is from this time uh, to Jasmine's point. I want to have some discussions with people that I really enjoy um, and have some fun along the way. And now it is interesting because both Sam and I, uh, we lead a church here in Hartford, Connecticut called The Heart. Uh, and so that's very interesting. Our elders uh, and members of the church will know about this before it airs. Uh, and yeah. so, because I ain't trying to get fired. <laughs> you fired. I'll be on the Dave Chappelle when keeping it real goes wrong. <laughs> keeping it real goes wrong. A dollar. Right. I got key. <laughs> <laughs> what am I gonna do with a dollar? Um <laughs> uh, and so we'll but we are gonna talk about some specific things. One thing I will say is we will not be talking about uh in in some of our things we get into, we will not be talking about people within our fellowship. 
Yep. Uh, so we'll talk about some stories and things like that, but nothing specific. Yeah. But I did want to ask. Um, we are all people of color, and when I initially when I said all black ain't black, uh, like Sam and I, we're in an interracial relationship. As is Jasmine. Intercultural. Intercultural. Actually, we're all in. Intercultural. Intercultural relationship. Uh, Sam is St. Lucian. I'm American. Jasmine is married to a Haitian. uh, A Haitian. (laughs) A Haitian. Titus is married to a regular old black woman like me. Yep. Stand up. Stand up. You're a black woman? You're a regular old black woman. (laughs) Shayla. Talk about Shayla. Shayla. Regular old black woman. And the. In our fellowship, which is diverse to a degree, um, yep. I know for myself, I did not recognize the first time when I went to go uh, visit Sam in Boston in 2000, year 2000, and I spoke to a group in Boston, and I looked out, and it was all these Black people. And what I didn't realize was there was Cape Verdeans, there were Nigerians, uh, Haitians, Jamaicans, you know, the whole diaspora. I didn't know. And so I'm just, I'm from California. So when you see black, you see black. And so, um, and honestly, I really didn't grasp my wife's culture and, you know, until uh, we were well into our marriage. And so I want to talk a little bit about that because all of our experience are different. Even Jasmine and I, uh, Jasmine's from Long Beach, from the LBC. I'm from San Diego. And even our black experience is different, but now coming into the church, Mm-hmm. Uh, and experiencing that. There are just so many layers to that. So I want to give you guys an opportunity to share, as you will, just about your experience in that. And we're not going to get too deep into it. This is just an intro. Yeah, I, I appreciate that. Um, even you talking that through, because it is it is interesting. I think one of the things you said, Tim, is you didn't really understand even my culture when we started dating and and, and got married. I think part of that, too, is there's a level of when I came into the church, a level of assimilation versus come, coming to America, but then coming to a church, right. a level of assimilation that happened for me. And so it, it, interesting, I don't think people mean to do it, but it's this um, one dimensionalness that I just yep. fit into a group. I came into church and I was a black person who met other black people. Um, I was converted in, a, in, in New Hampshire. And to be honest, I was the only black person no, uh, like white. <laughs> yeah, yeah and in that ministry i was the there. only black person no. um and what's really what's really funny about that <laughs> after i became a christian there was another woman who started sending the bible and she happened to be black and i was the person that would i was you know kind of working with her and helping her it was like oh could you spend time with her so it's we do these things and don't even realize that we're doing them but i think part of it when you that you didn't recognize my culture. It's because I had um, I had adapted and just assimilated in order to, I, I don't know the best way to say this, but to function within the tribe that I was in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Um, I, <laughs> it's interesting, Sam, as you were sharing that, I, I, I think of so many stories, but part of it is I, I think people do it, they mean well. Um, mm-hmm. When we come into the churches, we we learn how to um, assimilate to the to the culture um, that's dominant in you know like the way we dress, the way we speak, um, you know like even in, 
even when I've I've had opportunities to preach and people come up to me and say, wow, you are so articulate. Um, you know, <laughs> like, wait, what does that even mean? What are you trying to say here? Um, but I think, you know, coming into the church, um, there's there's the black American culture. There's the Congolese culture that I experienced in my home. Uh, and then there's the church culture, I, I, you know, our, our tribe, right? Because there's different flavors of Christianity, but our particular tribe, the International Church of Christ, uh, we have a certain way, at least traditionally, we've had a certain way of doing things. We mm. we say everything is awesome. We say a lot of awesome <laughs> stuff, you know, and, and, mm-hmm. and there's certain um, insider language that we use and the way that we engage with each other. We give each other side hugs and um, stuff like that, which to the outside, person looking in, it's like, these people are weird, Um, you know, but it's just the culture that we have. And so having to learn to, to navigate through that, you know, there's, um, there's moments where I've had to put aside the black American culture that I've adopted um, in order for me to function well um, in, in our, in our tribe. I used to have, believe it or not, I had dreadlocks at one point. Um, <laughs> I, I have a video of Titus tending to his locks. We'll share it another time. Okay, all right. Like, you know, I had I had locks at one point in my life, but um, after I cut off my locks, I had this interaction with with uh, a person in the church, a woman in the church, who who said to me, "Man, I'm you know, after you cut your locks, you seem more presentable. Um, I'm not, you know, I'm not as afraid of you." Even though I, I know you and I knew you, I'm not as afraid or intimidated was the word that they used, wow. intimidated. You're not as intimidating um, without your your locks. And I was like, oh, wow, you, you don't even know what you're saying. Again, like, I, I don't right. think it meant anything yeah. um, negative by it. But they were just saying, like, yeah, you know, you're you're not this big black dude with, you know, locks. Like, so... Mm-hmm. Um, so being a part of our, our church, um, has definitely been uh, something where, um, I've had to learn how to learn the language, learn how to interact with, with, with the culture at large. Mm. My wife is frozen. And so, uh, she just came on up. Go ahead and grab a chair. Let's see if we can get her in the screen. Okay. It's a very serious face, Sam. Exactly. I don't mind looking at her face. (laughs) Just come sit on my lap. (laughs) All right, now keep it PG. PG. Oh, there we go. Okay, I got to get this window. So, um, for me, growing up in Long Beach and um, in the '90s, I mean, it was just—it's so diverse. I I did have a a diverse set of friends, but. And coming into the church, I do feel like, thank God, in our fellowship, that it was still very diverse. The Asians and Samoans and and Black folks. Mm. And it was just, it was great. And I do think also there was a poverty factor that can connect Mm. you. So we understood. And those of y'all who know California, it's Mexico, you know, literally. But like, so... um, I bonded there. There was a common, you know, one of my best friends lived in a trailer park um, there. And so like, it was just, it was a mixture of people, but honestly, it wasn't until I moved um, to Virginia and I saw some dip, a lot of differences there. 
and and then moving to Kentucky and then moving to Rhode Island. So um, I noticed that of, of assimilating to the culture. Now, growing up in California and to and in, in our fellowship, Titus is right. There's a, there's certain lingo, right? There's certain language. There's you know a certain type of culture, but um, I was still able to kind of have my identity, um, right. and it was cool because we were all struggling. So we kind of bonded with that. But um, when I did move, I did notice, okay, um, it's just a, a different culture. I didn't really see, I mean, Virginia, it's a lot of black folks. Come on. It's one of the first <laughs> darn colonies. So so you think you would get some of that, but, yeah. um, you know, a lot of leadership too was white. A lot of things like that through being in the South, I guess. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, trying to, yeah, you do assimilate to, to fit in. You don't want to, you know, but one thing I will say though, being in Virginia, I will tell you that worship was a bomb because when you get some of that black Southern singers, okay, let me <laughs> tell on, you man. what you are worshiping. So, but um, yeah, so that was very interesting, but I, I do value all the different places that I've been to see the different culture but um, and especially in places like Virginia and Kentucky, it, it could be hard. And even outside of that was hard, too, with, with the culture and, and it being black. So, mm. yeah. yeah. So. Titus, how old were you when you came to the States? I was 11 years old and I'm right. currently 34. OK, 35. God. Oh, my gosh. So you- so you came in uh, elementary school. Yes, I was in fifth elementary. grade. And Sam, when did you get here to the States? I was 14. I'm 14, okay. Yeah. yeah. So you were five, Titus? I was 11, in fifth grade. 11. 11. 11, yeah. 11 grade. And, so, and Greg, my hubby, came in at 11, too. Oh, it came from Haiti at oh. 11. Right, nice. yeah. Yep. Yeah, and I think the reason we bring that up is because in the church, one of the things that we have to navigate is um, each one of us, depending on our backgrounds, we view scripture different. Mm-hmm. Like we view it different. Yeah. Uh, Titus's yeah. background, as well as my wife, right. is very communal. Like the it's, right. yes, it's very communal. It's community oriented. That's the way the Bible was written, with family oriented. Uh, Jasmine and I is a little bit are a little bit different because we're, you know, we were born and raised in the states, very individualistic, and our families are a bit different even in approach. Mm. And so, as I read it, whenever I read you in the Bible, it was like, oh, me, me. like God yeah. loves me. It's about yeah. me. Um, but that's not the way the Bible's written. So, and the reason I bring that up is for us in the church, we're navigating several levels. And a majority yep. of us, the main people that we're hearing from, the lessons that we're hearing and the way that they're being brought forward is from a white perspective. Mm. Yeah. And, you yep. know, there's another part that is important, too, because Titus and myself coming to the U.S. at the ages that we came to Amen, we were already formed. Yep. Our personalities, our perception of who we are. And we we did not come to the United States with a minority mindset. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so there's a level of coming in and even adapting here 
what I always say is I had to learn to be black in America. Black, right. I had to learn how to be a minority even. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Having that perspective. Yeah. Yeah. And basically, and I I didn't didn't grasp this until uh, years later, uh, was like Sam grew up when all her, the business owners were all black, politicians all looked like her. Uh, yep. entertainers, uh, yep. you go on and on. And so they're educators, everyone looked like her. And then you come to the States and you can literally go through and not have uh, uh, a high school teacher that mm-hmm. looks like you. You can go through and not have an employer uh, that looks like you or professor that looks like you. And so, mm-hmm. and that's disorienting. And then you come in the church Yep. Like mm-hmm. Sam's situation was different coming in. And she was in New Hampshire. And so. <laughs> That's a shock. Uh, it's another thing. And so in, in Sam had this, I'll let Sam speak for herself, but she was told. Oh. On how to speak. Yes. Mm. I was told that I was too aggressive. I came mm. across mm. too strong. So I need mm. to soften myself smile more, raise my eyebrows so I could be less intimidating. Mm. Uh, oh, I, those are real conversations. Oh, no. man. And, and that, that was as a college student, but in the recent past, uh, a sister told Sam, as a church, as a, as a women's ministry leader, as a church leader, you probably need to come across like this in your tone so that people can feel more comfortable. Mm. And and so wow. I can speak when uh <laughs> I don't I don't know how to put it any other way, but confidence for a black person when a per- black person is confident, it comes across uh, it could be interpreted by the dominant culture as aggressive mm. or yep. proud or cocky. I know Titus has been told that. Like yeah, we'll we'll save we'll save that one for another oh. episode. But I I think Jasmine, you talked about it. Even lessons that you've heard, you're like, "Whoa, did they say that out loud?" Like, yes, right. Do they Mm -hmm. know what they just said? And it's very interesting because all the stuff that they're telling Sam not to do, so many, you know, light skinned folk, (laughs) white folk, aka white, do the same thing, and I've had to. When people were to correcting me, when people were trying to admonish me with the scriptures and how, you know, whatever, and you accept that. So I think it's so interesting to hear it's the same thing, but happening with someone with brown skin and it's not okay. Yeah. So um, I, I know we're going to wrap it up here soon, but I, I got to put this in. It, this stuff happens. We talk about it in the church because the church is supposed to be a city on the hill. Uh, we're supposed to be different than the rest of the world. And so when this stuff happens in the church, we have to yeah. address it. And I recently heard somebody say something about um, how we're, you know, Christ, the, the bride of Christ is supposed to pr- be presented without blemish. Right. And so um, all of us on the screen are married. And so if, you know, if my wife was walking down the aisle and, you know, Sam was with her before she got out there and like she had a blemish on her dress, like Sam wouldn't let her just walk out you know like sam like hey girl like we need to we need to get this cleaned up a little bit and we might need to stall and and wait but you're not coming out there 
you know, with this spot on your dress. Like, and, and so, and I think when we have these conversations, that's what we're trying to do. We're not pointing things out to say like, oh man, the church is wrong. Like we, we love the church. We love Jesus. Like I have to say that just because people are going to assume that we don't. Um, but that that's just the reality. Um, there, there's some blemishes there where we, we talk about them and hopefully we create a space where, uh, other folks feel the confidence to bring these up in their local communities and have these mm-hmm. discussions. Yeah. yeah. I love that you shared that Titus because that is mm-hmm. so key. It's we're doing this because we love our home. We love our tribe. Yeah. And it could be easy to leave and complain, but yep. we, we're staying through it. Uh, one, we love Jesus <laughs> and, and we love our tribe. And this is what the tribe that he's placed us in. And I think you're so correct in saying opening the door for the conversations, because what can happen is when you start having this conversation, it makes certain people uncomfortable mm-hmm. on both mm-hmm. on both ends of the aisle, both with white mm-hmm. people and black people. Yes. And mm-hmm. so it's just important to say th- this is actually love and kindness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the other part I don't want to fail to mention, because uh, in our fellowship, our brothers and sisters of East Indian descent in the States, we can only speak for our content. They're right. in the minority. And so yeah. I remember a brother once talked to me and he said, you know, I feel lonely in my fellowship because I'm the only one. Mm. And I was like, oh, and I, I realized I was like, oh, I never had to think about that. And so right. if you're listening to this and you're, you know, if you're white, you're listening to this, please don't hear. It's like, oh, you know, good. No, no, no. What it is is, <laughs> Right. The reality are <laughs> it's our context. A fish doesn't know that it's wet. <laughs> you know what I mean? It just is. Right. And it's so a lot it. of this stuff, I think for for us, we've kind of experienced as we've gone. We're like, whoa, 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 whoa. We something didn't feel good, but this is yep. what mm-hmm. it is. And so mm-hmm. we'll have this ain't gonna be the only conversation. We will talk about mental health. Uh they're gonna be uh we're gonna do a series called Hermeneutics for Dummies. Uh, we're going to talk about theology, a whole uh, litany right. of things we're going to get into. This is just kind of, even this talk is kind of how we want to talk and have yep. a discussion. Yeah. Are there, there are going to be some things that we may not even have great answers to. Uh, Titus is currently uh, getting his degree in, his secondary degree. Yep. My master's in divinity. Focus on pastoral ministry. So. He's going to have a different insight. He's been exposed to some really, really great things. Uh, my wife is a spectacular teacher. Um, she is filled with wisdom, a learner. Uh, Jasmine, uh, from her experience, she's one of the most genuine people, the most honest, the most real. Uh, and she's super fun. She is super fun. Uh, and I'm, I'm just your average dope. <laughs> average dope. And so I'm grateful. Uh, that we're going to be able to do this now. Uh, wanted to share this again. Uh, Titus mentioned it, and I'll I'll give a quote that I heard. And the quote is: "A culture that does not critique itself mm. cannot mm. stand." Yep. And if we're sharing about the church in our church in particular, not all churches, in some contexts, it's going to be Christendom at large. But in our particular fellowship, we help build this. And so if we're going to be a part of helping it, 
And when we talk about gender issues, I remember uh, when we were dealing with kind of women's role and gender issues within the church a couple of years ago, and I realized, like, oh, I never had to think about this. I never <laughs> had to think about because it, it ain't me. And so being able to uh, be very honest about that and talk about that and learn how to talk about it. And I don't, I don't, uh, one of the things that we want to do is even maybe through mistakes, but learn how to have conversations about these things sensitively. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, the, the unpresentable parts we treating with special modesty, trying to be very careful Amen. and contextually. So all that being said, a couple of cool things. The, uh, Sam and Jasmine will not be with us for every podcast. It'll be m- primarily Titus and I on the unpresentable yep. parts. We got a guest uh, that we're going to have, but Sam and Jasmine are going to have an Eve edition. And, uh, you'll be able to, fu- you'll be able to, the link will be in the uh, show notes and all that stuff, but it's unpresentable parts and there'll be an Eve edition. Uh, and so you'll be able to have that. So we are on Facebook, YouTube, obviously Spotify, Amazon, uh, iTunes, whatever it is, the, the Apple podcast. Uh, we'll also, you can find us on all the socials once, uh, once we get there. But our website is uh, unpresentablepartspod.com. Let me see if I can pull it up here for those that are on there. I think I got it. There it is, unpresentablepartspod.com. And you'll be able to go in there, see what's come, what's coming up. Uh, you see the soon come tab and all that stuff. Um, but we'll be there. And soon come, soon come. Soon come. come. We're, trying to figure out, we're trying to figure out frequency. Just trying to get this done uh, has been a challenge. Uh, but we're, we're efforting to uh, make it consistent. And yep. if, uh, if you go to our website, you'll be able to go to a tab uh, and you'll be able to put in comments. Uh, you'll be able to, Put in things that you'd like to talk about. If you got questions, or you feel like, oh, you probably need to handle that a little bit more delicately. Do that. If you got book recommendations, whatever it is, uh, Titus has got a wife and two kids. Uh, Annie's in grad school and a job. Uh, Jasmine is in a career change of choice, yes. and so she's putting together a portfolio. She's a graphic art graphic artist. So if you got work, she got it. Hey. My wife and I, we lead a church. We got two sons. One's graduating high school. Got a wow. new doggy. Uh, <laughs> my wife is also, she and her mom uh, head up a nonprofit called Calbass, uh, which serves the underserved in uh, St. Lucia. And we got mm-hmm. just a bunch of stuff going on. And so we're going to effort uh, to coordinate and to be able to have conversations that are helpful and fun mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Yeah. Cool. You guys have, oh, actually, yeah, cool. last thing. This is my, always my thing. Sorry. On each pod, we'll ask the question, what's unpresentable about us today? Meaning what's something that's mm-hmm. difficult or something that's hiding underneath the surface that's difficult. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, yeah. the unpresentable part for me today is I was a little frustrated trying to get this thing popping. Uh, I was feeling <laughs> like, God, do you even want this to happen? <laughs> and I was frustrated, a little upset. And even, you know, my wife's uh, computer dying or whatever happened downstairs. So, but here's you. We're going to keep it moving up, but. Yeah, my unpresentable. Oh, so go ahead. Okay. No, I was just saying, amen for what Tim was saying. Yeah, my unpresentable part was I did not want to be here on this podcast today because <laughs> it was so cold. I was tired. I just, 
I literally just made up my mind that I was going to relax. And then yeah. Tim said, oh, we're going to do this. And I thought, oh, so I just... <laughs> Today, but I'm so glad hey, that's that real. I'm here. That's real. Josh. Amen. You know what? I can I can agree with Sam. I can agree with Sam. Earlier today, when I was just coming from a very a very um what what I call it hard hard interesting kids kingdom today. So dealing with a lot of stuff like that and kids yeah. getting and throwing stuff and screaming and. I was like, oh. the Lord, what in the world? Lucifer is in this building right now. Um, so I was just tired and over it. Yeah. And so it's like, all right, now to, to give your energy. But I'm really um, happy that, you know, you show you show up. And I'm really happy to see all you guys' faces. So, yeah. Come on. Yeah, that's real. Um, so I will continue that trend that we all have here. <laughs> but no, seriously, so I had some I have some homework that i was doing and then i was like man I, i'm expending so much energy and mental energy to do this work and then you know this is fun actually like this is this is fun but i was still mentally exhausted um coming into it and i was like oh my gosh i, I gotta think about what we're gonna talk about um uh, but this has been fun so my unpresentable part today was this this fatigue that I was feeling and and not wanting to do this, but I'm grateful that you know Tim was like, "Hey, we're doing it," and I was like, "All right, well, we're doing it then," you know. So, so yeah, we're doing it. Awesome. Well, we will dive in. Uh, we'll have. I don't know. Are we going to do one more episode with the four of us? Or just going to be the two of us, Titus. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, we'll make it presentable, whatever it is. But we appreciate whatever you joining us. Uh, it would be helpful if you would uh, subscribe to what we're doing, uh, just yes. so we can keep it going. Uh, you'll be able to check out the website. Uh, hopefully, it's been edifying, and we will get into more stuff in the future. But peace. Take care. Amen. Peace.